Hey fam, welcome to the Free Trail Podcast. I am your host, Dylan Bowman, and today we're joined by Brice Partouche, the French founder of Satisfy Running, the new apparel brand that brings a certain counterculture element, the punk rock edge to the trail running category. As you'll hear, Bryce describes himself as a builder, someone who likes to create new things in the world. I really enjoy having builders on the show and have been an interested observer of Satisfy in the space they're carving out for themselves in the industry. So I thought it would be fun to have Bryce on the show. This episode pairs well with the live stream I did with Corinne Malcolm and Mike Ambrose about the trail running brand landscape just a few weeks ago. So if you haven't listened to that, I'd recommend you check it out eventually. In this episode, we come to understand Brees and his personal background. We talk about the influences music and skateboarding have had on his creative instinct. We talk about differentiation and brand positioning in the market. We talk about using original media, the Satisfied Brand Magazine possessed as part of their brand marketing efforts. We, of course, talk about the product, the future of the brand, and a lot more. It was a super fun conversation and I hope you enjoy it. Of course, the Free Trail Podcast is presented by another small independent brand in the trail space, Speedland, the makers of the GS Tam, the beautiful orange shoe that bears the Free Trail logo. I wore the GS Tam in the 70K that I did in Japan last weekend and I was again reminded what an amazing product it is. My feet and legs feel amazing just a couple days after this brutal 42 mile effort with almost 13,000 feet of climbing and descending. For those who ask, I did not use the carbon plate. In fact, I rarely do for the super long efforts like the Kai 70K, especially those with a lot of steep and technical downhill. But it's great to have the option. The patented removable plate system is really amazing and only available in Speedland footwear. Make sure you check it out at runspeedland.com. Use code FREETRAIL10 for 10% off your purchase. Before we get to the show, make sure you follow along our race coverage at Canyons by UTMB this weekend. We'll do a pre-race athlete panel with Heather Jackson, Annie Hughes, and Cole Watson on Thursday, a live Free Trail Friday preview show with Sage Canada and Corinne Malcolm on Friday, and we'll try a new race coverage format on Saturday that we're still ironing out, but stay tuned for details. And then, of course, finish things up with a post-race wrap-up show on Saturday evening once all the drama has unfolded. All of this stuff will be broadcasted live on the Free Trail YouTube channel, so make sure you are subscribed. I put a link in the show note here in this episode. Finally, if you enjoy Free Trail, you should join the Free Trail Pro community. Join more than 700 people in the Free Trail Slack to connect on our love for this amazing sport. You can join Free Trail Pro at freetrail.com or at a link in the show notes. Hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Brees Partouche. See you in the outro. Brees Partouche, welcome to the Free Trail Podcast. It's nice to see you. Thank you. Nice to see you too, Dylan. Uh, thank you for having me. It's very an honor. happy to be to be with you. Yeah, I've been very excited to have you on. You, of course, are the founder of Satisfy Running, a relatively new but exciting apparel brand that has firmly established itself in the running space that we'll talk all about. I want to hear about the origin story, the challenges and successes that you've had along the way. But in an effort to first introduce you to the free trail audience, I want to pose a simple introspective question to get things started. And that is what makes you, you, Brees? What makes Brees Partouche a singular person in the world? That's a deep question. I hope, uh, I hope I won't be too, uh, too long or too annoying. Uh, well, that's a good question, actually. Um, I mean, I guess like, like everybody else, I think what makes you, you is, you know, of course you have like the, the science and you have your genes, but the background, the culture, the references. I mean, I think at least for me, this is what makes me uh, who I am. Uh, but the thing, I think it's not only that, of course, it's like what, uh, you know, I think what defines me or makes me like unique is what I'm doing with it. Like what what I'm doing with like my background, my culture, like 
and and the connection I make. And um, and I think this is what makes people unique, like of, like the background side of things, the culture, like how you grew up, like you know whatever. But also, okay, what you're going to do with all of this, you know, so you can transform it into something. And I think I'm a, I think I'm a builder. I like to build things, like you know, I like to build like uh, stories, uh, companies, uh, RC cars, you know, whatever. I like I like to build stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, and, uh, and yeah, and I think what I build is also like uh, unique because of my references and my, and my, and my culture. And I guess I built satisfied from, uh, of course, my experience with running, but I think I also, uh, added all my like cultural references. So I like the mix of like, bringing cultural values to the things I'm, I'm building. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks for that. And you and I spoke last week and you said that you were heavily influenced in your youth by music and skateboarding. And both of those obviously have the cultural element baked into the practice itself. Maybe give us a deeper sense of your personal history and explain what role music and skateboarding played in it. Well, I I, uh, I started to play music when I was thirteen or fourteen, and at the exact same time, I started to skateboard. And before skateboarding, like you know, I was doing like handball. I played also baseball, you know, in my in the local like team in, in Grenoble. So I'm from the Alps, Grenoble, which is like a not a small town, but like you know, five hundred thousand uh, uh, people live uh, in Grenoble. But it's a it's a nice city surrounded by mountains. So I grew up um, with like the culture of like the outdoors culture. But at at that at this age, I was refusing this culture. Like uh, I, I always like skied or snowboarded, you know. But I mean, skied first, snowboarded came later, and I, I became like more like into this culture when I started to skateboard because then. Uh, I started also to snowboard and then I became friends with the mountains. But before that, I I had this kind of like, uh, I was rejecting this because my dream was not to become like, a, I don't know, like a trail runner or like, a, you know, or doing like heights and stuff. Like I was really into music. I, I was in, I was playing uh, drums in some like heavy metal and hardcore and punk bands, you know. And, um, and this is what I wanted to do uh, uh, of my life. Uh, but at the same time, I was also studying, uh, I went to med- uh, medical school. Uh, so, yeah, you know, you, 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 you asked me earlier what makes you also like unique. I think it's that this weird combination of like uh, me being, like me wanting to be like a surgeon, but at the same time playing in hardcore bands and skateboarding. You know? <laughs> um, but, but to circle back to your, to your, to your question. Uh, yeah. Uh, new music, uh, you know, uh, I, I think I, I, I always been into music. I've seen, I, I think I discovered like music with the Beatles. So when I was like eight and then the Rolling Stones and then like ACDC, um, you know, Metallica and all the things. And, um, and the uh, skateboard videos uh, in the nineties or late eighties was all about the music. So you discover like a lot of bands through, uh, through skateboard. So you you're you're uh, you are like uh, surrounded by this uh, amazing culture like uh, uh, like fashion like the style uh, the brands as skateboard brands like the 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 music like the tricks it's it's it's, it's amazing like uh, mm-hmm. uh, discovering music and skateboard when you're like a teenager it's just amazing yeah so give us a sense of your professional background before we get into the origin story of satisfy you said you went to medical school and you were maybe going to be a surgeon but it seems like also you have history working in fashion and media yeah uh i mean yeah let's say like product like i don't really like the uh, the like the naming fashion because i think it's too too wide i like uh I like the idea of being like a product person. I like to make products. Yeah. And um, 
my my uh, before doing uh, satisfy I had a, a jeans company so I, I i failed my my medical school and then i played music for for two or three years um and then i started to uh, uh i was still into like really into skateboarding and i just started it was like making like basically jeans for my friends and at the times at the time we just wanted to look like the Ramones, you know, so it was all about like skinny jeans and stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. So I basically started to make like skinny jeans for me and my friends. And we are like in 2000 or 2001. And um, for some reason, the company uh, uh, like grew. And uh, I did that until like 2017 or something. So 17 years of my life, I spent it like uh, uh, having this, brand which was not fashion because it was like jeans it was basically just like five pockets but like made in japan like nice fabrics like very uh uh you know very also about the culture about the music it was also a music label so uh, we we would like um put out some records like physical music with like seven wow. inch uh uh we had like a few bands it was a uh, yeah it was a uh, uh, it was not too far from what I'm doing now. It's just a different product. I was going to say the, it the, sounds the, very familiar. The to cultural, right. yeah, the cultural part was uh, was uh, was there, you know. And yeah. uh, uh, but what happened then is uh, I, uh, I I discovered running. Like uh, I I was really not into uh, uh, into running at all. Like uh, uh, I mean, I I I, uh, I mean. It, it was, I, I don't think running is, my point is that I think running is not a sport or it was not a sport for me, but for me, it was um, a great way to step out from my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And um, um, my friend at the time, she uh, she she was running and she uh, basically uh, introduced me to running. And I had pretty much uh, like I always had like a pretty much like a, like a healthy lifestyle, you know. So always been like vegan, vegetarian. Like I don't smoke, you know. So starting to run was technically easy for me. It was not too difficult, like physically. Uh, what was tough is like I was coming from uh, like skateboarding and music, where like the culture is very strong. To uh, and I'm talking about world running here right. in Paris, you know. Uh, to um, a, a culture of performance, you know, like a culture of like score. Yeah. And when you switch from like a punk rock and skateboard, there's no score in punk rock. There's no score in in skateboarding, you know, uh, unless unless uh, you're uh, you participate in the the X Games. But it's not the type of skateboard I like. I like the skateboard, like you know, with my friends uh, in the streets. Um, so there was no score and, uh, switching from that culture to the running culture where everything is about like, uh, not everything, but most of it is about like performance or running clubs, you know, running like all together. And it was really not for, for me, me, I liked, uh, running alone in the morning. Uh, you know, it's, it was the only moment uh, of the day when I was with myself uh-huh. and it's a, it's a sacred moment that I don't want to spend with like 20 people. I don't know, you know, and it's not like being antisocial. It's just like, it's, it's an opportunity to be with yourself, you yeah. know? And, um, it's, and so it's just funny. nice. So for me, it was more like a meditate, like it's a, it's a, it's, it's a meditative, uh, uh, take on things, you know, running was not about uh, performance at all for me. Yeah. It's so funny to hear you talk about it because everything that you're saying shines through in the brand and the product. It's satisfying. And now this is a perfect opportunity to to talk about the origin story. So as you discovered running, you must have been struck with an insight that there was an opportunity in the running apparel space, especially to marry product with culture. Talk about when that insight hit you. Yeah, the thing is, I'm not smart enough to think like this about like opportunities. <laughs> it's just like when I like something, I really want to be part of it. And I want to build something, you know, and just to connect with the thing I like. Like I didn't do like any uh, really like strong research or like, uh, or like, oh, there's a gap in the market. There's an opportunity to make a business. It was really like, 
I'm just bored with my jeans company and I love running so much. And I think that I could bring, uh, I could help running with my knowledge of like culture and my knowledge with like fabrics and product. I think I can do something better. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one who wants uh, something different. Um, so that was my, uh, my, uh, my, my take on that. And, and yes, yeah, so basically I started to, develop products and to design products. Um, um, basically, I was just running, going back home and taking notes. Okay, uh, today, I don't know. And I was like a, a, a newbie, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I discovered soon that like products for running are not really like well designed. Like, you know, my phone was bouncing in my pocket and I didn't want to wear like one of these like uh, armbands um my keys were jingling together making this horrible noise like you know everything uh and i'm like wow like uh it's i mean i, I was wearing like some some like uh you know big brand like shorts you know yeah. and 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 i was like oh uh you know i mean they're supposed to make shorts for running these are just like basically short shorts but like what makes them like very unique um um and uh, and so it was not very technical. Of course, it dries fast, but this is actually uh, at least this is what you expect from uh, from running shorts. So I was like, oh, maybe uh, maybe I could design some like better running shorts. Um, and this is how Satisfy started with the shorts. I started to design shorts. So I uh, I um, I designed, I developed. Uh, I mean, before having like a team, you know, I started everything by myself. And uh, what, what helped was my background, of course, in this industry. Like I, I always be interested in fabrics, in like technology and and uh, and, and design and fit, you know. Um, so uh, so yeah, this is how uh, I've designed the first Satisfy shorts, like the system with a double belt uh, that has like some hidden details, like a carabiner to all your keys, uh, like a, a, a back pocket with a membrane, then the sweat doesn't touch like uh, your belongings in the pocket, like this phone pocket, which is like uh, uh, on, the, on the back, uh, on the rear of the short on the side, um, you know, like uh, all these like uh, 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 pocketing things, but also uh, spend some time developing fabrics and being in France, you know, and being like uh, uh around like uh, this knowledge of like luxury fabrics. Uh, I found this um, supplier in France that used to be like a, a, a silk factory. So they used to make silk, but silk has moved in the 50s, in the 60s. So the French uh, uh, market or like the French mills uh, that used to make silk, they moved uh, uh, or, or the industry moved to Asia and you had this like amazing factories in France. They had to convert their uh, expertise from silk to uh, uh, technical fibers because technical fibers are as thin as like uh, uh, silk fibers. Okay. Um, so we have this like uh, in France, we have this luck. We are very lucky to have those like uh, extremely good and premium um, uh, uh, fabric mills that can make uh, and develop like amazing fabrics, like super silky. And my idea was to make basically like uh, all the linings of our shorts to make them like super silky. Yeah. And um, because the 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 story behind that is like i i experienced like getting high on my runs quite uh at the early stage uh of being a runner and and i wanted to create the product that will help you to reach that high yeah um and uh, of course, like the high is not like, uh, you know, there's different approach of the high and, you know, it may or it may not exist, but, you know, I think it exists and uh, I experienced it. Yeah. And uh, I truly believe that like uh, um, if you remove distraction from your life, but also uh, by extension also to what you wear, uh, you can focus and in, in our case, like if you remove distraction from the clothes you wear on your run, you can focus on your run, you know, yeah. and not focus on what on what you wear. And then you can reach like uh, the high, maybe uh, in, in a in a in a better way or in a fast in a in a faster way. 
Cool. So you start with a running short product. At what yeah. point did it become a brand? And maybe how did you arrive on the name Satisfy? What was the moment where you thought that maybe this could turn into a self-sustaining business? So the name came because I was listening to um, a band and the song was uh, How Do You Satisfy Me? And it was uh, uh, Spectrum, uh, Sonic Booms, like one of the guys from uh, Space Mentry. So some kind of like psychedelic music. And um, the, the, um, it became, I mean, it became a brand as soon as I decided like, I, I want to help the, the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm not the type of guy who does thing like, uh, like an amateur. Like I want to do something, I go like, like I dedicate my life to it, you yeah. know? And so it has, it had to become a brand. Like you couldn't be just like a side project Sorry. or like a hobby, you know, it has to become, uh, uh, you know, Maybe not a business, but like something, something like a brand. Yeah, something so bigger. You're now the CEO and creative director of the brand. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure entirely how big it is now, but I'm sure those are two highly involved roles that require different skill sets. And I'd love to maybe have you talk about both. And we could start with the creative side of things, which I think is probably where you derive a lot of your joy. Maybe talk a little bit about where you get the creative inspiration that drives the spirit of the brand? Well, yeah. So I am the creative director, which means that I lead like um, everything, uh, you know, like design and image. Uh, I, 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 I was also like uh, the, the, the main designer, but now I'm lucky because I have a team, I have people uh, who help me and um so now we are a team, but I started like uh, again like uh, alone, and uh, um, I I uh, I mean my role is today like uh, I think my role is to uh, is to work for my employees basically like <laughs> it's just like uh, I'm here to make sure that you know um, the vision is is uh, is consistent. I make sure that. Um, uh, I mean, I hope I inspire my team. You know, I think my role is to inspire and to and and, and to lead. Um, I think this is my 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 main role. Uh, and 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 thankfully, I have like uh, I have a team because what I can say, you know, is like I'm, a, I'm I think I'm a great leader. I'm a terrible manager. So uh. I'm super happy to have like. Uh, a great team with me also to uh you know to accompany me along this uh this this journey but it's it's mostly like a teamwork of course i i brought the vision i brought like the main uh the main id but what what's great is that the brand is evolving you know and it's evolving because of the skills of everybody you know so it's not like uh it's not a breeze show you know it's not like uh it's not a one man band, you of know, course. that we are truly like, uh, I just make sure that, um, uh, that my, 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 my team gets my references, you know? Uh-huh. So that's pretty, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And of course it's a lot of work, you know, like as an entrepreneur or like a, a creative CEO, like whatever, like you, you dedicate your life to, uh, yeah. to, to this. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe talk about the conflicting, Uh, It feels like a left brain, right brain thing, right? When you're the creative person who's coming up with... Sorry about it. (laughs) When you're you're coming up with the artistic vision, that sounds like a lot of fun. But then when you're managing the finances and the team and hiring people and ensuring that the culture of the business remains healthy and professional, do you experience friction between those two uh, designations Um, or roles? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes and no because I am as much excited by uh, by the creative than by the. I mean, remember, I'm a builder, so I like yeah. also the idea of building a yeah, brand. Okay. Yeah. So I, I really, I really like both sides, and um, I think I'm also um, mature enough today to uh, you know to be a bit less. Um, uh, I don't know how to put this, but like, um, 
I, I think I'm, 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 um, I think I'm a better person now, and I'm, I'm. Uh, it's easier for me to let it go sometimes, you know. Really? Uh, and I think I learned this from running, so that's great because running like uh, taught me a lot of things. Like I think I became a much more better person uh, thanks to running. Yeah. And um, and and yeah, so I think uh, I think uh, I think we're doing quite well. And I think, uh, as you said, like this left uh, right brain thing. Uh, but it's not too difficult for me, actually. Um, I, 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 I prefer that, that instead of being like, uh, having like total freedom on like business or total freedom on like, um, on, 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 on design or, or design direction, I like having like a tight framework. It makes it so much easier, actually. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by HVMN and their Ketone IQ Supplement. Ketones are important macronutrients with clinically studied benefits for increasing energy and focus throughout the day. Ketone IQ is brain fuel, naturally increasing your blood ketone levels in just a simple, handy two-ounce shot. The perfect thing to throw down the hatch whenever you need an extra boost, either in your training or in your daily life. My wife Harmony and I have become really enamored with this product, honestly, between running our business business, my increasing training load and being parents, we've been operating at full capacity for a long time. I had specifically become overly reliant on caffeine throughout the day until I started taking this product. And I have to say it has really helped me to feel more focused and energized. And especially in my training, I have been having a ketone IQ shot in the mornings before all my long runs. And it really does help me feel steady energy for hours on end, even when the baby has kept me up at night. This stuff has evidently become really popular in cycling and is just now being discovered by runners. So go check it out. You won't be disappointed. Visit hvmn.com. Look up the ketone IQ. Use code FREETRAIL20 for 20% off. hvmn.com. Use code FREETRAIL20. So the original motivation for me reaching out to you to have you on the podcast was an article written in the business of fashion about trail running and its ascendancy within the activewear category and identifying a lot of the big established brands who are now creating product for trail running, but they made a point to reach out to you. And so I would, and that was what really made me inspired. Like, oh, I got to get Brees on the podcast. So <laughs> I'd love to hear you talk maybe a little bit about that article, but also more generally kind of like why you started with trail running, it seems like, especially because there is a broader running ecosystem and a bigger market, probably especially where you live in Paris, that's more urban and road focused. No, de definitely. Uh, that's a really good question. And um, since day one, we always uh, uh, encouraged through our products and our content to leave the city. And we know that, like, you know, the most of the running communities, they live in big cities. Like, you know, we know that, like, uh, you know, trail running compared to road running, you know, is like, uh, I don't know, 10 or 15% of the, you know, the whole thing. And, um, but I think, uh, I think there is an opportunity. And for me, the opportunity is to inspire people. And uh, I live in Paris and yes, it's not easy to go uh, trail running, but I think as a brand, I mean, our goal also is to inspire people and, and, and this idea of like leaving the city like being able like to to travel you know, take the train and you do like three or four hours by train because it's totally possible to do this for example uh, in france you know when paris you travel four hours it's basically like if you live in la and you take your car during a rush hour you know and you're still in la but in paris if you do three hours of train you you can go to uh, the south of france to the french riviera riviera yeah. you know um so it's not so difficult uh, and we picked, uh, or we didn't pick, but we like, for me, since the beginning, it was obvious that uh, I wanted Satisfied to be um, a trail running brand because I don't know, I think it's much more like uh, uh, 
interesting because it's again my approach of running is like meditation and it's not like bravado it's not like really like scoring of course like you know like i mean you are you're an amazing athlete and and you score and you you know you run fast and you know but i for me because again it's like it's uh, it's my perception of uh, of of running and trail running trail running is like uh is, is a journey you know and the trip is part of the journey you know so leaving the city going to like uh, to the mountains in yes. the south of France, like it's part of the journey. And this is what I'm trying to, to tell with Satisfy, like to, to, uh, to tell the whole journey, you know, and I think it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful story. Yeah. So more the- than, more than uh, I'm pissed at work and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go for a run at lunch because I really need to, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, to, to, to I'm too much under pressure right now. I need to go for a run. Yeah, I, I want to tell like a like a, a bit, not a better story, but a different story. Yeah, I love it. So speaking of storytelling, I see the differentiation of Satisfy moving along two vectors: product and your marketing. And you mentioned earlier with your denim brand that the culture was baked into that brand and the products that you offered, it very much is with Satisfy too. So as the creative director, as we start talking about marketing and strategy, more or less, what guides that tone of voice that you use on various marketing channels and what is the significance of storytelling with your brand? Um, so our, uh, okay, our secret sauce, if I may <laughs> say, uh, we always start with a story and then we develop the products around the story. Ah. So before developing the products, we're like, okay, why are we doing this product? You know, that always like, um, like a, like a purpose in the, in the, in our offer. And, um, I like, for example, to start with like the packing list. Okay, I'm going to do. Okay, let's. I'm going to run Cocodona. Okay, what do I need? You know, and then we develop the products for Cocodona, and this is why our content is so close to our product and to who we are because it's. Um, I mean, it's authentic and, and genuine, and it's all about the. Uh, it's all about like the, the, the activity. It's all about running, and. Uh, and then what we add on top of that, it's it's just um, like um, like you know colors or like dyeing techniques, and you know it's just a it it it, it creates connections with people. So um, I, I like this idea of bringing like culture because it's an easy way to connect with community, and it's I think that's the best way. Like if you see someone. Who wears like uh, a band tee that you and the, you like the band, you know? I mean, you, I don't know. Like you have a Slayer T-shirt and you see someone with like a like a Carcass T-shirt, yeah. and you're in the middle of nowhere. You guys will be like, you know, yeah, you are connected, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, and so it's the same with running. I think it's the same, and I think we have created this like uh, this cult, you know. Like if you see someone with like a satisfy cap, you know, and you wear also like a satisfy, like if you know, you know, you know that thing. Right. I think this is what we managed to do with our product. Yes. And so, uh, I'm very proud of this. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd love to talk about this a little bit more because in that business of fashion article, they use a quote from you where you say trail culture is like skateboarding. Even when you're not out practicing the sport, people still want to display that they are part of the community by wearing trail shoes yeah. or the technical clothing. And this is what you're getting at is it's sort of like a signaling thing that you both belong to the same community. You reference the running cult member tagline, which you use across product and on marketing materials, where did that come from? And maybe what has it meant for building the brand and its reputation in the space? Well, it comes from like, uh, I don't really remember, but for me, it was so important to use, I mean, the world, the world, uh, the world uh, cult is culture, basically it's the same, uh, yeah. uh, you know, same, same world. So uh, I think it was like, um, um a way to to gather like uh uh um, our fans you know i like to think that we have fans like not customers or not clients you know 
we're like a, a band, you know, we have fans. And I like this idea of having like, a, um, you know, I, 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 there's something that I, I really like about Satisfy. And I, I think uh, what we do is, and I always, you know, I always say the same things, but, uh, and I always compare what we do with like music. And um, if you go to a concert, you know, uh, you want to, so you, the music is the experience. And, and you want to buy like, uh, maybe after the concert, you want to buy like a cap or a tea, like a merch, you know. Yep. Uh, you go to the merch table and you want to buy like a souvenir from the concert. And I like to think that, you know, Satisfy is the same. Like, you know, SatisfyRunning.com, that's the merch table, but the, the, but the merch is like super technical, super premium. And the experience is running, is trail running, you know. Yeah. So we basically, uh, uh, you know, through our content, you know, we uh, we enhance the 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 experience, yeah. and the product we are selling is just the merch, you know. Except again that the merch is like uh, you know made in Portugal, super sustainable. Uh, you know, we develop everything uh, here in Paris. Like uh, it, it's like. Uh, it's not, not just, just a, like, not just a printed t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what? I said it's not just a printed t-shirt of uh, no, Slayer. It, or I mean, you're wearing a Crosby, yeah. Stills, and Nash t-shirt right now. <laughs> um, I love this, Breeze. This is so fun to chat about with you. And it makes me want to ask you about Possessed, the magazine, too, as yeah. we talk about content a little bit. You mentioned earlier again that you, I think, were doing vinyl records for your denim brand, and and now you have what looks like a very cool magazine product that's attached to Satisfy. Talk about where that came from and and how it buttresses the rest of the marketing efforts. What value does Possess bring to the brand? So I have to give the credit to my friend Ian, and he told me once like you need like a you know, you need a tone, but it's not, the tone doesn't come from the brand. The tone comes from like a person. And he was like, oh, you need like a, a chief editor. You need like a, a magazine, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a genius idea. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's let's try, you know? And uh, together, like we thought about like the, the magazine and, and what we liked about magazines and he has also like a background in skateboarding and music. So we, we share like the same, um, you know, same, same, same background. And, and yeah, you know, what we liked in, 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 in Trasher magazine was like, you know, like uh, the, the scene report, you know, or we liked the, the, the music like reviews and stuff like this. Um, So, yeah, so we just did, we just did like a, you know, we basically did like a, a skateboard magazine for runners, you know, and uh, and uh, uh, so possessed had several um, uh, incarnations, and um, today we are. So it started uh, now two years ago, I think, and we, um, you know, we we made uh, some like scene reports, like we reviewed like uh, Kokodana. Uh, we uh, we interviewed like a bunch of musicians. We interviewed like Anton Kripika, you know, who's not like a, a satisfied athlete, you know. And that's great. Like when you have someone like Anton, um, uh, who's not like a satisfied athlete, that who accepts to do this, it's like yeah, because we talk about running, we talk about culture, you know. We're not not talking about like uh, uh, fashion or products, like a brand, or you know, it's yeah. it's a different uh, a conversation. Um, so I think it's something we can be proud of, like uh, having built this like uh, magazine. But uh, we're going to uh, uh, spend more time on the magazine like uh, this year, actually. And uh, hopefully we will be able to to print it, uh, uh, maybe not like uh, every month, but maybe it becomes like a... Uh, like, uh, you know, like uh, every end of the year, you know, yeah. you can get like a physical version of the magazine. Yeah. I like this idea of like, you know, like in the 60s, all the bands that would put like every month, like a new record, you know, like a new, like a single. And at the end of the year, like the Christmas album was gathering all the uh-huh. all the songs together. It's a bit the same, you know, we could do like a, like a monthly uh, 
uh, online uh, process issue, and at the end of the year, you know, we print it. Yeah. Something like this. Yeah. So we that. just uh, hired. We just hired actually like a new uh, uh, editor in chief, and it's someone who's uh, formerly from like a, a surf and skateboard uh, media. So uh, and who actually. Uh, stopped skateboarding a few years ago and like he's really into running now uh so that's you know it's it's everything we like you know skateboarding it's perfect and 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 surf and and skate and 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 running yeah it's great and i'm really happy that you brought up the anton interview specifically because as somebody who's just been flipping through the digital version of the magazine online i read through that interview now a couple of times and yeah. as somebody who has consumed basically every interview that Anton has ever done, <laughs> it's one of my favorites and it's fantastically well done. And I think, as you said, Anton, of course, being a longtime athlete for La Sportiva, he's not affiliated with Satisfy in any way, yeah. but the interview very much captures, I think, the spirit of Satisfy and the spirit of Anton and the spirit of the sport all at the same time. It makes me want to ask about the athlete strategy too. Like I told you, I talked to Logan Williams, who's one of the Satisfy athletes, and I think is also sort of an employee for the brand also. And yes, he, yes. he was saying, you know, obviously it, it is a story-driven brand, right? And that trickles down to the athlete team where storytelling is the emphasis or the priority, not necessarily performance. Can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, the first athlete we signed uh, was Michael Verstig, uh, that you may, you may know. Yeah. And um, um, I don't know, like I, I, I was following Mike because I liked him as a human being, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's this like a, um, you know, uh, uh, incredible uh, runner, but also like his uh, his uh, his lifestyle, like who he is, like it's super interesting. And we connected through music, like you know, uh, I, it's funny because I think like uh, a lot of connections uh, satisfy his making is like Anton Krupika, you know, like he's a, he's a Black Sabbath fan, you know, like I think we talked uh, about music and, you know, and, and this is how we connect, you know, our skateboard music or, you know, whatever, but never really like, uh, because if you're a pro runner, like you don't want to talk about running, you want to talk about something else, you know, like if you want to, I don't know, if you, if you want to interview, like, uh, I don't know, like a, a musician you love, you know, you don't want to be boring and speak about music. You want to talk about something else. Yeah. You know, that there's more chance that he or she um, uh, engage a conversation with you if you're not talking about music. You know, yeah. uh, and I think uh, 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 this connection with Michael was like uh, uh, so. I, I reached out to him um, and and uh, because again, I liked him as a, as a, as a runner, but also as a human being, and. Uh, yeah, you see, I mean, it was really like super easy. Like he, he said yes right away because because of who we are, you know. And I think he uh, he uh, he had some bad experience with like big brands, you know. And I don't expect from the athletes, you know, to post on social or to like, you know. I mean, you do it if you if, if you if it's your thing, yeah, do it, you know. Yeah. But we we're not uh, sponsoring athletes to get like. Um, uh, Instagram post, you know, what we expect is to grow as a brand to make better products. Uh, like when we have Mike coming to Paris, and you know, we just we developed like a few months ago, like a new uh, a new uh, band, like a new uh, 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 like a uh, like, like a hydration belt. kind of yeah. hydration pack belt, yeah, yeah. Uh, with him, and it was amazing. We also developed like a new three layer jacket um, uh, with him. And uh, that's just amazing for me. That's that's a value, and in exchange, uh, we uh, we you know we uh, we help him through his um, his uh, uh, his career. But Mike is a very uh, uh, you know is not like uh, the expected athlete. Like we're not expecting Mike to win races. The thing is, like he won Cocodona like a, a month after we signed him. You know, yeah. <laughs> so like okay, oh that's great. You know, he, he can also win races and stuff. That's great. But it's not what we expect. You know. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, 
I think it's much more interesting to create stories with Mike. Like Mike has an idea, for example, Mike wants to climb some volcanoes like in Mexico. Basically, he came with this idea. He wants to buy like vintage motorcycles um, and in the US cross the border um, go to like Mexico and to climb those like volcanoes and and you know and it's a great idea you know so we have the idea we have the packing list for the expedition and our role is to make the products like you know to to help him um, to accomplish his uh, his his journey yeah. um, so I like this uh, you know I mean, we will never be able uh, to compete with like uh, you know. Um, we're not Nike, you know, we can't give like, you know, a million of dollars uh, to get an athlete, you know, and, and, and we don't want to do it anyway. Yeah. So uh, so it, that's our uh, uh, approach. But so we signed Michael, we signed uh, Logan, uh, uh, Stian and, and Jacob, amazing, uh, all like amazing uh, trail runners. Yeah. And all great human beings with good reputations who are interesting, you know. Yes, ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the spirit of talking about how you're not Nike, it makes me want to kind of talk more about defining who you are and what you want to stand for. You mentioned before how the product is like super premium merch, right? Yeah. And but it's not it's not about not being Nike. When I say we're not Nike, I was talking about like we don't have we don't have their like uh, we we don't have like uh, the same. amount of money. Oh, to spend, I, I know, you know what you meant. I know what you meant, but like I, the, where, where I was going is, you know, it's a premium product and that sometimes comes with people will criticize a brand like yours. I'm affiliated, a partner with Speedland, the footwear brand, yeah. which is unapolog- unapologetically also a super premium product. Yeah. And some yeah. people, you know, sort of can be critical about it, but you're sort of speaking to a different market, a different audience. And I wondered if there's anything that you want to say about that, about like, you know, uh, what goes into that positioning and what type of person are you trying to speak to or, or more generally just sort of like having a point of view, you know, and the value of that. Yeah. So, I mean, different things like, uh, uh, so we we are a product brand, of course. Like we are very, you know, we we have this um, this arm, like this content, and you know, like a brand arm which is very strong. But we are equally strong on product. Like we develop everything in house in Paris. We have like pattern maker, designer, product developers. Um, everything is developed here. We don't do like a finished garment. You know, we don't send like a tech pack to the factory expecting that they will do it. No, we buy the fabric, we buy the uh, accessories, the trims, we make the first prototype in-house. Um, a fit model uh, comes, we try, we make the modification, uh, we do P1, like another prototype. Like it's, it's, It takes like uh, up to a year to develop a product. Mm-hmm. So our approach is like very product oriented and very like atelier, like a, like a maison de couture will do, you know? So uh, 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 this costs money, but I think the, 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 the problem is like, the problem is not that satisfied shorts are $200. The problem is that shorts, some shorts are like $40. How the hell can you make some shorts at $40. Like there's there's a catch, there's a trick for sure. Yes. Like if you want to to buy like like good fabrics, if you want to make um, uh, your shorts uh, with a factory that respects like uh, human conditions, if you want to um, to minimize your uh, your carbon footprint, you can't do shorts at $40. You can't do t-shirts for 20. That's that's the problem. The problem is not that we're expensive. The problem is that the 10 major activewear brands are uh, not expensive because they have decided to be mass market. And there's no secret. If you, if you go mass market, well, you, 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 I mean, your, your fabric can cost more than like $5 or $3. Right. Our fabrics, they cost $20, you know? Right. So 
the product is different. So our prices uh, are expensive because the fabric is different. Our process are different. Like where we produce is we produce in Europe, like not uh, not in not in Asia. And I think in Asia they have some great factories. You know, it's not about really like uh, the the location, but we buy fabrics mostly in Europe and we produce in Europe to reduce the you know the the the, the carbon footprint, like right. all the travel and all like the shipping and stuff. Um, so I think like uh, being sustainable cost money, being a premium cost money, but also once uh, the runners have our shorts in their hands, like you can tell the difference. I think the big challenge for us is being like mostly like an online brand. Like we don't have like retail. We have a bit of wholesale, but like we are mostly a D2C brand. Um, The challenge for us is to explain this through like, uh, you know, social and through our website. But once you get the product in hands, you know, it's like a you know, it's like a speed lamp. Like I, I, I don't have a pair, but I, 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 um, I uh, have a friend who owns a pair of speed lamps, and you know, and you understand, you know, like you, you're like, okay, you, are, okay, you know, you have the boa, so it's more expensive. You have like the removable, like a plate, and you know, you you can tell, like, uh, and also just the quantities, like you're not producing like uh, ten thousand units, you're, right. you're producing like five hundred units, maybe, you know, right, so. It's a, it's a it's a different product, it's a different brand. Yes. And uh, yeah. Thank you for that. But no, I think that was a, a brilliant. It's a lot of, uh, of uh, not education, but like you need to explain. And I think uh, some people get it, some people don't, and, and it's fine. You know, yep. you know, it's totally fine. The Free Trail Podcast is brought to you by Gnarly Nutrition, the first brand to believe in our fledgling operation. Gnarly makes the best nutrition products on the market for outdoor and mountain sport athletes, top to bottom. Everything is first class, much like the people that work for the company. You've heard me talk about the Fuel 2O drink mix, the BCAAs, the Performance Greens. Well, today I want to tell you about the Gnarly Hydrate Electrolyte Mix. Harmony, my wife, will tell you I am obnoxious and annoying about hydration. I suspect most athletes walk around at least moderately dehydrated day to day. And I think improving hydration status is the simplest thing that you can do to improve your performance. Of course, improving hydration is not just about drinking more water. You also need minerals and electrolytes, which the gnarly hydration mix has in spades. Loaded with electrolytes and B vitamins, Gnarly Hydrate has everything you need to keep your muscles and brain fully engaged to power through your time on the trails and in your daily life. As usual, you can get 15% off your purchase of Gnarly Hydrate and any of their other amazing products by visiting gonarly.com. Use code FREETRAIL15. Back to the show. So I think we, we got to start kind of winding down now. We have some time left, but I'd love to start sort of looking to the future for the brand. You and I, again, spoke last week and maybe before we get to, to some of the future stuff, we can sort of talk a little bit about what you've learned. I'd love to hear about maybe any big challenges that you face so far as a new upcoming startup brand and uh you know you as a founder and as a leader of that brand how you've navigated that any special things that you've learned that help you overcome those challenges yeah i mean i've learned a lot through um, this journey and and as a the main thing i've learned is actually uh, and and it's through running like uh you like as a human being, like we can reinvent ourselves, and this is amazing. You know, we just have to hack our brain, and we can become someone else. You know, and this is great. Like uh, I never, I never thought I would be a runner. I never thought I would start like a running brand. You know, yeah. um, it's just that uh, this capacity as human being we have to reinvent ourselves is amazing, and so this is something I've learned uh, through this journey, and. Uh, I've also, uh, uh, yeah, you know, you have like great moments. Some, uh, I mean, as an entrepreneur, like amazing moments. Some are more like uh, uh, difficult. But again, it's it's a it's it's um, uh, it's 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 teamwork. And what is amazing, what is great, is like to build a team. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, 
and and to see like um, how uh, this system can work and uh, you have to be agile because what you have in mind is not necessarily going to happen uh, because we're talking here about like you know human beings you know so it, it, it's not like uh you know you can't do like a powerpoint and expect that everything will, will be like exactly uh, <laughs> yeah. uh how you want it to be and what i say to my team all the time is like we have to embrace like the um like the accidents sometimes like uh, one of the like a, like an example you know we we have this uh, t-shirt called must tech it's basically like a cotton t-shirt with holes you know yeah. and i i've designed this t-shirt like two days uh, before showing the collection for the first time. And it became the bestseller. And, uh, you know, so sometimes I, I, I'm really pushing my team to uh, to embrace also like uh, being more like a spontaneous and, uh, uh, and, and, uh, and being more like, uh, uh, yeah, just to, to, to embrace everything, you know, and yeah. take, take uh, um, like there's always opportunities uh, within, the, the like the hard times you know so what's instead of like focusing on what's like very difficult and hard just trying to find where is the opportunity yeah i don't know by the way i don't know if i answered your question i felt that i i, I <laughs> i've been a bit uh <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't think i i phrased it very well either but i think you did i mean we were i was i was more or less getting at the challenges of entrepreneurship which are infinite and as somebody who has been yeah, a but builder, the, yeah. But the yeah, but the main the main challenge is I mean you you, you know you want to grow you know you want to grow yeah. and uh, and uh, and the pace you know the pace of like uh, growth is very uh, uh, you know you need you need to create products you have to make sure that like uh, uh, you you make like uh, enough money to handle like production and to handle everything so yeah. You have like uh, the math. You have like uh, the the human part, and then you have also like the the the, the creativity, uh, yeah. and you have the dream. You know, so yeah. we make sure that we follow our dream, and you have to make sure that all the rest is aligned with your dream. And yeah. this is where it's really challenging. You know, yeah. Um, wow. The balance between the dreams, the communities, the product, uh, the finance. Uh, and 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 the people, yeah, and the, the team, yeah. I love it. Thanks, Brice. So, looking ahead, what are your goals for the future of Satisfy Running, both in <laughs> terms of growth and in terms of impact? You and I again spoke last week, and you said that you're working on some women's products. So maybe you could tie that into the yeah. answer too. So two things. Uh, actually, uh, we are launching uh, on the four twenty. Uh, we are launching uh, a collection called Stoner course and it's a climbing <laughs> it's, it's a it's a climbing collection and it's a, it's a capsule it's like yeah i i uh, I, I think uh uh you know we will be always about like trail running but part of the journey for me you have like hiking trekking like adventure you know and you have also like uh, uh climbing so i'm very happy to launch uh our first like uh, equipment for, for climbing uh and uh we so that's like short term we have like a few uh uh cool collabs uh this year um uh with like some you know like shoe collab like eyewear uh eyewear uh, uh backpacks like really cool stuff cool. i mean our uh, our take on collabs is like we are super happy to do collabs as long as we are not able to make the product ourselves, you know? Yeah. Like, so uh, I think that's a good way to do collabs because you don't want to uh, overproduce. I think we really want to stick to um, to make things like right and to make things only if they are needed, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, so we have this like amazing collabs this year. And then, yeah, for next uh, year, we are working on the first uh, women collection um finally like uh uh we we always been like uh, uh i mean our product are designed for um, um for 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 men or for uh, people who identified as as men and uh, we um we uh but, but we never like advertised it because i truly believe in like uh you know being also like gender fluid you know we have a lot of like uh, women who were like uh, satisfied uh 
but I also understand like some some uh, like body type need like some very specific products. So we're going to launch uh, this uh, this, uh, this, uh, this collection like next year. So I'm super excited about about it. Yeah, fantastic. And then uh, and then we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, 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 I mean, of course, we have like a, a few ideas and few projects that I can't share right now. That's fine. But um, yeah. the brand is growing for sure, and. Uh, and and yeah, I mean, uh, our goal is to be, uh, you know, like uh, I like the idea of being like the trail running brand of a generation. Yeah. You know, uh, ah. and uh, and uh, and uh, I, I think uh, you know, like brands are some brands are aging and they are no longer relevant. Yeah. Um, I think it's very important to 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 be uh, to be relevant, to be aligned with a, a community. To be aligned with uh, the world yeah. we're living in, and this is what we try to do. We, we satisfy. Uh, yeah, great. Well, by the time this podcast comes out, the Stoner Collection will be live. So for our <laughs> listening audience, yeah, I, can, I, I love it. I, I can tell you like the, I can tell you like the name, and you like also <laughs> that it drops on the four twenty. On four twenty, right? yes, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. <laughs> I love it. Awesome, Brees, man, I could talk to you for another hour, but I know we need to start winding down now. So I'd love to close with a couple of philosophical questions that I've been asking all of our guests recently. The first is who is one person that you admire inside or outside of sports living or dead? And why is it that you admire that person? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's going to be difficult for me to like, to name one person. And because I mean, I admire a lot of people like, you know, friends, family, like, you know, like uh, artists. And when I was, um, when I was a teenager, like I used to be like fan, you know, of like uh, musician. I was a big fan of Gun and Roses, you know, yeah. and, and, but I admire them because of what they were doing, not because of who they were, you know? So when you, when you, when you age and when you, you know, you grow up a bit, you understand like, you know, you admire people for like uh, who they are and not for what they are doing. And um, it means that you need like to, to know the people, you know? So I can tell like, uh, you know, I, I admire like some friends and some like family. And, and, and I think it's, I mean, the great thing about like admiring people. And I think it's not everybody that can admire someone. I think it's something you, um, uh, it comes at some point in your life that you are okay to admire people because you, you basically abandon narcissism, you know, you, you, yeah. you shift the focus away from, uh, from yourself. Mm -hmm. And this is why, this, oh, this is what, uh, inspire you. And, um, I, I have, I mean, I always be admiring, like I have some friends like this that are very like, uh, positive like they have like the pma you know like the positive mental attitude yeah and 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 often i'm like okay what what he or she will do oh sorry what yeah instead of me like sometimes i'm in some like situation i don't know what to do or i don't know how to react and uh, i'm like okay what he or what she will do you know and um so I admire people, some some friends actually that are very like positive, much more than I am. You know, I, I think I, I I need I'm learning a lot from them. I think I I could be a better person, uh, being more like, uh, um, uh, yeah, just uh, just uh, just positive and not to to. Uh, I don't know. I, I sometimes it's my mea culpa a bit. Sometimes I feel I can be a bit of uh, like. Uh, a bit like a not negative person, but like uh, I don't know, like uh, I don't know, like I could I could do better, you know. Sure. This is why you have friends, you yeah, know. You, want, yeah. you you pick, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah. so I would say like some very some very very uh, very close friends that I really really like uh, their company because they are just uh, I like the way like they see like things. They make it so much more like. They make things like simple and um, and and also like uh, um, yeah they 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 inspire you you know and yeah. this is super important. Fantastic. Final question for you here, Brees. What is one truth that you that you've learned about yourself or about life in general through your experience with running, which I know you discovered late in life? What is running taught you? Yeah. 
Well, I, I, I mentioned it uh, earlier, um, like that thing that you don't have to be the same, the same person you, your entire life. Like, like uh, again, I, I, I never thought that I would run and I would like register like for like, uh, you know, 50K race, you know, like if you would have told me that, like, you know, if, I don't know, like 10 years ago, I would be like, okay, what the fuck, you know, like, like, I wouldn't believe you. Yeah. Um, but but uh, unlike you know like uh, animals, animals you know like pets, like they they can't reinvent themselves. You know, like a dog will be always a dog. You know, yeah. and uh, but we can we we can become basically like whatever we want to become. You know, like you know if you want to be uh, like a runner, okay, start to run. You know, and you will become a runner. You know, yeah. And I like I like I like this so. I think it requires also like uh, accepting that you can hack your brain. I like this idea of like, uh, uh, I don't have to be the same person my entire life and I, I can hack my brain to become, um, to become uh, or to reach that stage where I will uh, shine. You know, I like this idea also yeah. like of, uh, um, uh, you know, becoming what also you are supposed to do and you become this person and then you're free to to change again you know and that's yeah. that's that's great i like and this is what i think this is what uh running uh taught me amazing well Brees, it's been fantastic to get 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 to know you here briefly i'm a big admirer of what you're building there at satisfy good luck with what you have you, coming Dylan. up and thank you for coming on the podcast uh, thank you so much for for having me and uh yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a great uh, moment. Like it's it's seven p.m. now in in, in Paris, and uh, I'm actually going now for for a run with one of my friends that I really admire. So uh, it would be nice. I will uh, I will share with him also uh, uh, our moment, uh, like what we talked about, and I'm sure he will appreciate. <laughs> There you have it, folks. Brees Partouche, cool guy, creative builder, authentic runner, fun to have him on the show. Check out Satisfy and Possess the magazine at satisfyrunning.com. I put a link to that in the show notes here. I also link to both Brees and Satisfy's Instagram accounts, so make sure you go give them a follow and watch what they are building. Again, go subscribe to the Free Trail YouTube channel to follow all of our coverage of Canyons this weekend. It's going to be super fun. We're going to do our best to bring the hype around the final golden ticket race of the season. A big thank you to our sponsors, Speedland. Run speedland.com. Use code FREETRAIL10 for 10% off your purchase. Gnarly Nutrition. Go gnarly.com and use code FREETRAIL15 for 15% off. Finally, HVMN. Visit HVMN.com. Use code FREETRAIL20 for 20% off the Ketone IQ supplement. Appreciate you all for listening. Love doing the show and really am grateful to have an audience who likes to listen to it. You guys are awesome. I love you dearly. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.